our first day of shooting, we picked the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out ten years later. Hi guys! Welcome back! <laughs> yeah, happy Twilight season. Oh wait, no. Happy... <laughs> I keep writing emails to people where I'm saying happy holiday season. Happy Twilight <laughs> season! <laughs> this is, you know, happy that time Twilight. of year. <laughs> <laughs> Technically it is, like... Like I said, during the holiday season oh, for yeah. several years, I was too distracted by the fact that a new Twilight movie had just come out to celebrate the holidays fully. It's true. Yeah. The movie <laughs> would have just come out end of November, in, unless it was Eclipse, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe... So I spent full... Even Eclipse, like, it was Wait. summer, but maybe we would still be listening to the Eclipse soundtrack. Yeah. And, I mean, that really took away from the 4th of July, at least. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is technically but, twilight season yeah i mean there were really like there were four years where i hardly listened to any christmas music because i only listened to the twilight soundtracks <laughs> and this time of year does still remind me of twilight in many ways Aww. i actually remember getting our christmas tree in 2009 yeah and i was in the car as the guy was like stringing it up on the car and I had the New Moon soundtrack playing in my earbuds, and it was Satellite Heart, and it was just, like, really depressing, and it was a cold day. <laughs> and, like, satellite. when I hear that song, yeah, when I hear that song, I still think of that memory of feeling very emo in my dad's car <laughs> as the Christmas tree is kind of cool. cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have a lot of memories like that tied to the soundtrack that are just so random. Like yeah. The most randomest day is just being in the car with my mom or something, but was playing yeah, the like, Twilight soundtrack. <laughs> why did our memory choose to cert, like save some of these? I don't know. Into a long term vault. You know, it's like I'm sure I have many memories of listen or like many times when I listen to the soundtrack, but only a few specific instances really stand out. Maybe we were just really feeling it. Yeah. In those moments. I remember listening yeah. to the soundtrack at my house with you. We just, like, put the CD on, the first one. And yes. I remember Rob's song came on, and you were like, it's beautiful. He sounds like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that, too. I remember where you were sitting. Aww. We should find some pictures of us from Christmas with our Twilight-related gifts. I know you've shared that video of you with the poster. I have a picture of me, like, unwrapping the Eclipse DVD. Oh, my God, this sounds so nerdy. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) this sounds so weird, but just the way I'm sitting in the picture, I feel like I probably shouldn't say this. You can kind of see my underwear. (laughs) like, wearing a dress. So... I would need to crop you that. Can, like, yeah, you can crop it. <laughs> so embarrassing, those family pictures. You know, mom's just taking pictures when you're not looking. Oh, I know. 
My mom takes the ugliest pictures of me. And she Same. them on her Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that moms just take hideous pictures of their kids? I don't know. It's like, does she not know it's ugly? Like, does she love me that much that she thinks it's fine? And then a million people comment on it, and they're like, she looks just like you, Mary. And it's like, oh. I would be insulted. Mel, you are beautiful, though. Don't say that. But of course I know no. what you mean. It's just like some pictures yeah. are awkward. Some pictures are just not the best. <laughs> My mom always takes super close-up pictures of me. Me too. Even if she's far apart, even if she's like far away from me, she crops it like so it's just my face. Man. Hmm. It's very Bella of us to dislike that. I know. <laughs> well, should we get into the, the episode today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're here to talk about more than unflattering christmas eve <laughs> pictures of the eclipse dvd um yeah <laughs> today we're talking about a more recent side of the twilight saga that we haven't yes. really talked about before yeah we're talking about the storytellers new voices of the twilight saga series which our lovely patrons on patreon helped vote this episode in this has been on the polls for a while and it's always gotten a decent amount of votes but finally we're able to talk about it Mm -hmm. um tribe has spoken and this is the episode (laughs) yeah so the storyteller series began as a competition actually by stephanie meyer and lionsgate i didn't realize that lionsgate had a part in this i think that's very naive of me but i didn't realize it was like that big. I know. Does that make sense? And then it was also Tongal, some kind of yeah video platform, Women in Film, mm-hmm. and Facebook. A lot of people were involved in this. Yeah, a ton of sponsors. But yeah, it was like a film competition, right? Yeah, yeah. And Stephanie announced the competition in 2014, like October 2014, and like you said, to bring attention to female filmmakers to create short films. Um, based on a broad spectrum of characters from the Twilight universe, she wrote on her website. Um, and I also didn't realize, I know you talked about this in your last episode, but that part of the competition is that the competitors would have mentors who are in the industry, which included Kristen Stewart. So, like, that's cool that she was, like, such an active yeah. part of the contest. And also Catherine Hardwick, and then also other Big names like Octavia Spencer, Kate Winslet, Jennifer Lee, who directed Frozen, Julie Bowen from Modern Family, and Kathy Schulman, who's the president of the Women in Film, um, like, organization, Mm -hmm. whatever. That's huge. That is. That's crazy. What the heck? Yeah, so was it that people submitted and then... Is that how it worked? Then there were finalists that were able to create these films? Or did they create them and then... You know what I'm saying? Like, the movies that we just watched, like, were those entries? Or were they, like, the finalists then got to make these movies? Yeah, I think they were the finalists. So, like, stage one of the contest was fans of the series voted. 
on which characters they wanted to see explored in the short stories, mm-hmm. apparently. And then the contestants were picked, uh, were to pick characters from the universe, and then they wrote scripts that were like five to ten minutes long. And then the judges reviewed the scripts and the outlines and chose their top 20. And then once they had the top 20, the wow. judges, um, they judged it like on their central character, the originality, the ability to translate a short film in such a short amount of time, and then the number of votes each outline received. The votes then would, I think everything, I don't know if this is true, but I think everything in the top 20 received $500 mm-hmm. and were to complete their screenplays for the next phase of the competition. And then once they're in the top 20, they moved on to phase three, where they all had to write a four to five, 15 page, like full screenplay based on their outlines. And the judges determined the top five from those. Wow. So this was originally supposed to be top five. I don't know how they made it to seven and ended up. I think wow. I think there's some wild cards or something. And then the top five finalists were each awarded $3,000. And the screenplays were judged on their central character, the quality of the dialogue, and ability to evoke an emotional response. And then the fourth phase was the directional pitch. Um, female fa- f- filmmakers were to submit a pitch convincing the judges why they should be chosen to act one of the scripts mm-hmm. that they had picked. And then they were judged on their originality again, potential to create a short film worthy of conversation, and a number of votes obtained during the director voting period. And wow. then this is this some some of this I'm reciting verbatim from Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> That's fine. And then the the chosen directors were given fifty thousand dollars in production funding after their budget was approved. And then I think the the like number one winner was awarded hundred thousand dollars and a chance to shadow a director in an all-new 2015 volvo xc90 which i'm sure <laughs> sponsored it and the runner-ups were awarded five thousand dollars wow so it's quite intense yeah i wish it was like a american idol style where we could have like watched it go yeah down. <laughs> like the glee project yeah you remember I that wanted the yeah, I do remember that. And then they got to be on Glee. Yeah. <laughs> they had that for, like, the Twilight actors. Like, <laughs> Ashley Green won a contest to be Alice. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would take me... That would distract me, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think that stuff, like, takes you out of it too much. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> it's um, like, oh, there's a contest winner. I feel like we missed this... Years ago. We did. You know, like, I didn't we know did. we, we could vote be... on anything. Yeah, I have to be honest about that. I was not aware of this at <laughs> all. <laughs> I have to be honest about that. I was not paying attention. <laughs> I, I think 20... Well, we were in college. Yeah, my college years were, like, my dark years in terms of Twilight. Like, I was very much less actively involved in the fandom during those years. Yeah, I know. I mean, even I was talking to Charlie and like he knew me freshman year and now he knows obviously that I'm obsessed with Twilight, but I was like, "Do you remember me loving Twilight back then?" He's like, "No, I didn't know." <laughs> shame, shame yeah. on me. No, but I mean like you had just met in the beginning of college. Like, to be honest, like, that wasn't something that I was, like, <laughs> showcasing to everyone I first met. No. 
I wasn't, yeah. <laughs> my room was I mean, like, I, I was trying to be all, I mean, this is authentic to who I am too, but like Beatles, MGMT, I don't know. I wasn't mm-hmm. like flaunting my Twilight obsession in college. Yeah. So how it really did creep out, like I think everybody who knew me in college ended up knowing even before I graduated that I was obsessed with Twilight. So I must have come out at like every party I went to. Mm-hmm. But I still wasn't, like, wearing it on my sleeve as much as I am right now. Yeah. And I wasn't on Tumblr, like, an unhealthy amount the way I was in high school. Yeah. Plus, the movies had ended, so it was kind of over, we thought. I know. (laughs) We thought. I do do wonder about this competition. The people that joined, were they all, like, diehard fans of the series or were they aspiring filmmakers that saw the opportunity and then that's a good question jumped right in that's a very good question that's what i thought that you were gonna say was that not the thought that you had before no oh no mel oh my gosh i guess i'm not a mind reader (laughs) that's funny i mean i was i wasn't wondering that exactly but there were so many actors in these short films so many Mm -hmm. and some of them seemed pretty dedicated to it and I was wondering what they thought about it like were they into it were they proud of it were they like oh yeah I'm in this weird twilight short film like I was just imagining what how they explained it to their friends and family (laughs) I don't know why I know (laughs) especially if it's, like, an actor who's not that well-known, mm-hmm. are they just, like, auditioning for anything and this is what they landed and they're like, yeah, I don't know, like, it's just a part. I don't know. <laughs> or are they into it? Yeah. The the filmmakers themselves, like, the directors, I would love to know because, like, I uh, went to a school where there was a lot of, like, aspiring filmmakers and I feel like I knew a lot of people that would just jump on like, a competition opportunity, and it didn't really matter. Like, they always did, the like, the film festivals, and it didn't matter what the story was. They just wanted to tell a story. Um, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's really cool, and, like, those people are, like, the ones who should, yeah. you know, become successful in the industry. For but me. when watching these, I was like, I wonder if they're they're all fans. It seems like they all did their research for the most part, but... Yeah. Some things were a little off, but... Know. Yeah. I'll forgive it. We'll get into forgive it. Forgive it. Well, <laughs> I guess before we discuss the films. So before we get into the seven short films, we wanted to talk to you guys about a really cool small business that we just discovered. Mm-hmm. It's called Old World Apothecary, <laughs> and they sell really cool, really beautiful herbal infused soy candles. And there's over 75 different options. I actually found this business while scrolling through Etsy, and I discovered their Midnight Sun candle, which is inspired by Midnight Sun, obviously. And Kel and I just love small businesses that yep. embrace Twilight and incorporate it into their art. Yeah. And this is the first brand business we've ever partnered with. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys been following us? So it's wicked exciting. Um, Old World Apothecary. It's yes. women owned and they're located in the heart of North Georgia. Yes. And it's kind of crazy. If you look at these candles, they are so beautiful. Yeah. Like 
I want to eat them. (laughs) (laughs) They look... Because the tops of them, like, yeah, they look like food. Yeah. (laughs) They're gorgeous. I'm literally just scrolling through and I want all of them. Yeah. It almost looks like a beautiful yogurt with, like, little Mm. flowers and cinnamon on top. The Midnight Sun candle has citrus highlights white flowers it has an exotic musk sweetened with golden amber and black vanilla at the base of the scent (laughs) and yeah it says midnight sun on the candle you know they look like something you'd buy at a really instagram worthy coffee shop yeah yeah they're gorgeous totally yeah and there's so many options and they're really affordable too so we encourage you guys to check it out and if you do shop on their site, Old World Apothecary. You can use the coupon code Another Bite for five percent off. So that's Another Bite for five percent off. It's funny. I connected with one of my friends the other day, and I said, my friend Mary Jane, and I said, Oh, like, how are you doing? What's Ooh. going on? And she goes, Oh, you know, not so great. Blah 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 blah. Like all this bad stuff. And she was. But I've been getting really into candles lately. And, like, it was just funny how, like, getting into candles was, like, a spin on whatever bad stuff was going on in her life. (laughs) It's true. I've actually heard a couple people say that, like, they're getting into candles. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you are, if you're a Twilight fan and getting into candles, Old World Apothecary. Yep. It's for you. (laughs) I think the website is just oldworldapothecaryco.com. Yeah. But you could also just Google it. You can Google it. (laughs) You can Google it. Okay. So I couldn't tell what order these were supposed to go in because I was watching from my TV, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like... I watched them in the order that was on Stephanie Meyer's website, but... Really doesn't matter, like whichever one you want to discuss first. Um, okay. But before <laughs> we've had so many, like before we get into it, before we get into yeah. it, um, yeah, I <laughs> we talked about this on the phone before. I mean, we're on the phone still right now. Um, <laughs> that I thought these were all really impressive, actually. But I also feel like I don't know. I feel bad having any critiques. <laughs> You know, yeah. because they're, like, small filmmakers, short filmmakers, independent, you could yeah. say. Um, I don't have any, like, nasty things to say or anything, but I do think at the same time we should be real. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, dissect them and pull them apart, like, when I'm in a workshop or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's also not the point of the competition. It was supposed to uplift true, female true, filmmakers, true. so... It's not some big studio making it, and they're all really incredible. Mm-hmm. I guess I just feel more bad. Like, we'll – I mean, there's nothing in them that even compares, but we'll, like, make fun of the talking wolf scene or something in yeah. Breaking Dawn, and I that feels okay to me because it's, like, this huge studio <laughs> yeah. movie. But... It's, like, it's like uh, making fun of fan fiction, yeah. which I think we maybe – That's true. <laughs> borderline did <laughs> hey that's different but no but actually i don't have anything like that to say i truly don't like i'm not being fake with you guys i'm being real here i don't have anything yeah. bad but um 
I mean, there's like just a couple of random, they're not even important, just random things like, oh, the hair wasn't right. Um, yeah. <laughs> doesn't really matter, yeah. but yeah. I just want to say, I doubt anyone's listening, but if you are, I think all these people, I was like so wowed and blown mm-hmm. away by how professional and stylistic and cool these were. And it, yeah, they're just really cool. And if you guys haven't watched them, check it out or or you can just listen to us yeah. describe them but <laughs> yeah that's all i wanted to say so no i'm glad you said it because i was thinking the exact same thing while watching them like, <laughs> i don't i don't want to tear these apart <laughs> yeah we're not going to but i think yeah we'll just say what we think and what they bring to the mm-hmm. table did you watch the mary alice brandon file first yep this one i watched yeah, yeah so I this did. one actually this won the grand prize of a hundred thousand dollars in the volvo mm-hmm. and the, the opportunity to shadow a director and it was written and directed by twin sisters kaylee and sam Spe- spear mm-hmm. from bowen island british columbia canada and wow. it stars pamela kwatwaski i don't know if i'm saying that right as Alice, and she's a Polish-Canadian actress, just to give you a little background on it. Yeah, it's so, it's about Alice when she was still a human, and Mm. it's really, I can see why it won the top prize. It's really impressive. I mean, it shows her as a young girl with her mother, Mm. and then there's flash-forwards and flashbacks to when she's older, and... Um, there's a lot of actors in this one, and it's great, like, time period, like, a period movie, you know, it's set in the 20s, and mm. I was really impressed. It conveys so much, too, like, I actually, my jaw dropped <laughs> several times with the twist that happens, so, first we see Alice receiving shock therapy in the asylum, which triggers a lot of flashbacks, mm-hmm. and then in the flashbacks, flashbacks we see her predicting the future including visions of rain like before it starts raining or visions of her pregnant mom delivering a baby girl Mm -hmm. you know before they were able to predict sex and the mom is super loving and supportive of alice's visions but the dad is clearly like very ashamed and doesn't like it and um disapproving and then as a teenager alice so Alice's mom was tragically killed in a car accident, and Alice has a vision that her mom was actually murdered in what appeared as an accidental, um, you know, like hit and run, but was on purpose. Yeah. And she then connects that to her father when she finds out that her dad was basically having an affair while he's married to Alice's mom and arranged for the murder. And also, she's a vision that her dad plans to kill her. Mm-hmm. So Alice takes this information, and when I found out that, my jaw literally dropped. <gasps> and Alice—that <laughs> was me, literally. <laughs> I like—is this in the guide? I didn't know any of it. It is. It is actually. <laughs> it is. Oh shit! I'm a fake fan. So then Alice takes the information to the police, but obviously she can't prove it because it's based on her own vision. Yeah. So then her father then has her sent away to the asylum. Mm-hmm. And then we see. Her, as she's getting electric shock therapy, her mind is, like, slowly going, kind of, and by the end of it, Mm -hmm. she can't remember, because she kept saying to herself, like, my name is Mary Alice Brandon, I was born in Biloxi, Mississippi, and she kept saying that over and over, but by the end, she can't finish it, like, she doesn't remember where she was born, 
and yeah. it's really sad. We get to see, like, why she doesn't remember her life, which was pretty tragic. Like, having her mother murdered by her father. Mm. Oh, and there's just really cool shots. Like, as she's being taken away, she grabs his her dad's new wife, um, grabs her pearl necklace and all the pearls, like, mm. drop on the ground. And, like, I don't know. There are just all these parts that were really cool to me. Yeah, and the pearls are then, it, like, syncs up with the sound of the rain. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading the YouTube comments, and someone said that pearls, like, real pearls... Oh, I saw that. supposed to all... F- yeah! <laughs> Wait, keep saying it. They said that real pearls aren't supposed to fall like that because they're, like, beaded in a certain way, that that wouldn't happen. Which made me wonder if it was on purpose that they're supposed to be fake pearls. Yeah, I don't know if it was said in the film, but her dad was supposed to be a like jewel merchant or something or he sold jewelry and Mm. i don't know if they had this attention to detail but that would mean since they weren't yeah because the person was saying like a real or a quality pearl necklace would have knots between each pearl so like that wouldn't happen Mm -hmm. so that means it's cheap yeah which means her dad is scumbag because he could get a nice yeah. necklace, but still gets her a cheap one. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know if that was I, intentional. I, <laughs> I, I like to think it was intentional. Yeah. I also, like, I had seen this short film before, actually, and have read the guide, but I forgot everything. And I also was like, <laughs> did they just make this up? Like, what the hell? And so I got the guide out, and no, it was actually all in there so i just forgot to <laughs> something i i didn't realize is that alice's visions were pretty much the same when she was a human as they were when she was a vampire mm-hmm. yeah, i thought she was just intuitive but i didn't know that she literally like saw the future i know i didn't either hmm some <laughs> Someone in the comments said, this sounds so obvious, but I never really thought of it this way. And you guys can call me dumb if you want to, but someone said, like, she can see the future, but forgets her past. Mm. It's like, wow, that is so cool. (laughs) That is insightful. Yeah. It's really, it's sad that she forgets her past because she did have such a good relationship with her mom and sister. I know. She talks, like, in the book, she talks about discovering, trying to learn who she was. I mean, but in in this short film, she does say the memories are too painful. Mm-hmm. It's sad. I saw... And we see how she... Oh, sorry. No, 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 you go. I, I was <laughs> saying we do see why she ends up going by Alice because the doctor said, like, oh, this is Mary Alice Brandon... And she doesn't know her name at this point, so then she just afterwards goes, Alice, I like that name. I, right after that, it pretty much ends there, and I really liked Mm. the credits. They were really artsy to me. They were, like, over a rainy Mm. window, and it was just very cool, very Twilight vibes. All the short films had really cool credits. Mm -hmm. They did. Um, I saw a lot in the comments... Not of just this one, but of all of them, basically saying, like, the most upsetting part of the Twilight Saga is that they focused on Edward and Bella. 
Oh, I saw that too. You know what I mean? And they're like, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> they just focused on the most boring characters, Edward and Bella. Yeah. And they could have focused on this. <laughs> I saw that too. I'm like, uh, I wrote, because I took some notes. I don't think so, dot, dot, dot. The thing is, like, what makes them boring to some people might be because we focus so much on them. But if Edward was just a side character who ended up having a short five to ten minute film, you know people would be like, I need more of Edward. <laughs> what? Yeah. He falls in love with a human? I know. This should be the central story. <laughs> like, you just can't win. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think people like, like the side characters' backstories, but we do get some of it. But maybe what makes it compelling is that we don't get quite as much as we want. <laughs> exactly. No, I like. It's just an easy thing to say. Yeah, I was seeing a and lot I, of that. I think, yeah, I think that's what people say too when they do enjoy aspects of twilight but don't want to admit it so like i saw a lot of things that are like this is a better love story than twilight yeah and it's like this is twilight <laughs> sorry this is twilight <laughs> yeah and the, i mean these are really short like mm-hmm. we don't know what it would be like if it was actually spread apart over five yeah movies five films yeah could there have been more in the books? I don't know. They would just be a different... It would be different. I mean, the story is in Bella's perspective. You know, it's about a teenage yeah. girl named Bella. Accept it. Mm-hmm. If it was more yeah. of a Game I- of Thrones thing or something where it's, like, about all these different vampires and each chapter is about a different person, mm-hmm. yeah, it could be like that. But that's a totally different vibe, you know? And I don't even really want yeah. that, so... No, I, I can't reiterate enough that at the core, what I love the most about the Twilight series is the love story between Bella and Edward, mm-hmm. specifically in the first book and movie. And I love everything else because of how much I love that. So yeah. I like these side things, but I don't like live and die by it. Like it's, it's nice, but yeah, I just love it because I love Bella and Edward. Yeah, I feel the same. I was even later in one of them, <laughs> we'll get to it, hoping Edward was going to be in it, but then he Me wasn't. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Sad. So the next one I watched was We've Met Before. Is that the next one you watched? Yep. Seems like we did the so, same order. It must be. This one was written by Thea Green, directed by Yulin Kwong, mm-hmm. and it stars Madison Carter as Alice and Liam Johnson as Jasper. And it starts with a very romantic, like, vintage, cinematic montage of Alice and Jasper. And Just we have narration cute. from Alice. It's so cute. Um, and then we see Alice, like, in the diner pretending to drink coffee. And she tells the waitress, like, you're going to have a beautiful baby. And the waitress says, is it that obvious? Mm -hmm. And then she says, no, but you're glowing, which is really sweet. And then Jasper walks in, and it's very slow-mo, dreamboat. Kind of reminded me of Edward entering in New Moon. Yeah. (laughs) And there's, like, retro music playing. Yeah. um, The song is actually I've Been Waiting For You by James Wolpert, which is perfect. Because Alice has literally been waiting for him. And Jasper, first of all, is so hot in this. I was going to say that. He's so good looking. 
Damn. What do you think? Like, I like I do think Jackson Rasp Rathbone is attractive, but I think they just like I don't know like. Did they make Jasper like too scary looking? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, in the movies. It's weird. Jackson Rathbone is handsome. So what did they do? Mm-hmm. It's like his hair was always weird. Yeah. Guys, go back to our weird. hair episode if you need an explanation <laughs> on that one. <laughs> like, Jackson Rathbone is really hot, so I'm not dissing the actor, but they put him in, like, really bad wigs. Yeah, and even just the way he held himself was very awkward. I don't mm-hmm. know. This Jasper was just way hotter. <laughs> yeah. I was into it. He's cute. I mean, yeah, he was so cute. I do wonder, like, I see a lot of things on TikTok. It's, like, a TikTok joke of, like, the main character. Mm-hmm. It's, like, when someone feels like the main character exudes main ca- character energy. Interesting. And in the Twilight series, Jasper really exudes side character energy. Mm-hmm. But in this short story, the Jasper that they cast exudes main character energy but like what does that even mean though because he literally is a side character in twilight and he literally is a main character in this short film well what i'm saying is i wonder if they cast this same actor in twilight if he would be too distracting like especially if they cast someone who's like so good looking that he like is equivalent to how attractive and enticing Edward is, would that take away from the love story between Bella and Edward in Maybe. any way? Maybe. Yeah, because then you would be a little confused. Like, why is she going after Edward if she could be with yeah. this hunk over here, Jasper? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's taken. Like, they, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't have someone who people, the audiences think is way better looking. I haven't seen these TikToks, but I don't know if I really buy into this main character, side character thing. Is it just on looks? Yes. Or like in acting purely? Or is it supposed to be... No, it's in... I mean, I don't know if I can explain it right, but it's it's mostly like in like a vibe. Like it's just... It's kind of like an inside joke. I don't think it's like Hmm. very literal, but it's like someone's just acting like they're the main character instead of... Just kind of supporting role. In real life? Yeah, mostly in real life. Sounds kind of dickish. Who acts like they're a main character? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> explaining it right. It's more just like... I mean, everyone should feel like they're the main character of their own life. Nobody's um, really a main character. Yeah. No one's like but more important than anybody, you know? No, no, but I feel like sometimes, I mean, this is, like, going off topic, sometimes we feel like we want to just be, like, a supporting role in someone else's life instead of, like, like, I know I've done this, too, of, like, oh, I just want to be, like, important to someone else, like, be, like, have any significance to this other person, mm-hmm. but it's more just, like, being the main character of your own story and the other people in it they come and go. It doesn't really matter yeah. as much. Yeah, but I feel like that has nothing to do with someone's personality. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I can't explain it well. Mm. But I, I do think, I was thinking, this actor would maybe be too competitive with the, the audience mm. against a Robert Pattinson. <laughs> maybe. But I do feel like 
I mean, Callan Lutz as Emmett, I think, is pretty charming and attractive. Mm, but he yeah. just, I mean, when you don't get screen time, you don't really, you just, whatever. That's true. <laughs> do you think that's why, do you think that's why they didn't give him as much screen time? No, I don't think so at all. I think he's just not a main character. Yeah. Because he's just sure. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not a big part of the story because he's just not. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, Edward is a quiet is person. Like, if if you're going off, like, vibes, I don't think Edward even has a main character vibe. He's a very standoffish person that, like, I think would be in the corner of the room not talking to anyone. But he is the yeah. main character because he is. <laughs> you know who's the main character? That sexy beast Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> He should have gotten a short film. Spoiler, guys, he doesn't. Yeah. Wait, yeah, he should have. <laughs> I was Wait, thinking, I wish like, he was involved in the voting. I know. <laughs> what if they made short films about, like, the most random characters? Felix. I know, like, yeah. Give us Felix's backstory, I mean, please. I mean, they have one about Benjamin. He's a little bit random. True, people but people him, like but... him. Yeah. I mean, to your point, I know I'm, like, being devil's advocate about it. I feel like Benjamin does have main character vibes. Like, yeah. in Breaking Dawn Part 2, he steals the show. Yeah, that's true. Kind of. Yeah, it's, like, Embry. You just see Embry, like, going to school. It's actually, like, his life, like, before he even was in the wolf pack, and it's... I was actually wondering... Kind of, like. <laughs> Spoiler, there's no short film about the wolf pack. Why is that? Yeah, there isn't any. There should be. A little odd. There's there's three about Alice. I know. I was getting a little okay, I'm like jumping head. Little burnt yeah. out on the Alice. Also just yeah, having different actresses playing her all the time, it was just getting mm-hmm. a little weird. Yeah, I was too. And, like, uh, yeah, I guess this is jumping head, but we see her again in, like, the asylum, and it's like, okay, like, we we know Alice, <laughs> like, well enough at this point. I want to see something else. Yeah. But I don't but, know. I guess they weren't, maybe weren't meant to be all seen together. They're just, like, standalone films. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I... And they were all really good. They were. I do wonder why there wasn't any about the wolf pack. Mm, maybe they'll do it again. Maybe. Someday. So. None about the humans? What's up with that? Yeah, what about Renee? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Renee's story? Well, we what about see, Mike? Uh, f- yeah. <laughs> Let me see. What if we had a whole baseball short film about Phil when he gets that injury? <laughs> the thigh injury? I know, I mean... <laughs> sounded pretty bad what happened <laughs> takes him out the whole season is he that worried sucks. about bella he must be. i know <laughs> <laughs> well anyway back to this story mm-hmm. so alice sits, she sits down with jasper at the diner which a lot of people were commenting in the um youtube comments like uh, why is he even in the diner filled with humans without wanting to attack them? And someone says, in response, because his struggle only makes an appearance when the plot needs it. <laughs> and then someone else said, well, he went on the diner to eat, so he, 
he in did was going to attack one of them and then someone else says in the book it was written that jasper was really depressed because of all the killing so he didn't eat in a long time he just went into the restaurant because it would be weird if he would stay outside in the rain mm-hmm. he was hungry but i think he starved himself to this time because he didn't want to kill mm-hmm. i still i don't know why it's weirder to go into the diner than just standing in the rain like it doesn't matter for him but seems risky but whatever it's a really cute setting um (laughs) yeah so alice like she sits down and she's like i've been waiting for you and he's like what who are you Mm -hmm. she asks him what's his favorite music what's his favorite color who was his first kiss which i thought was so cute and he says his favorite color is blue (laughs) that's all he answers Hmm? oh i said that's all he answers. oh yeah i know i know i wanted to hear who his first kiss was what the hell yeah (laughs) it was maria (gasps) i I thought what we had was love (laughs) yeah and the newborn armies are going into it (laughs) that would be classic twilight like his first kiss was maria his second kiss was alice that's it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so she says like basically talks about how her power is uh, seeing the future and she says she'd make a good fortune as a palm reader and then he asks her to read his palm and she just kind of like feels his palm and it's so cute mm-hmm. like there's so much tension it's very flirty and I was getting really excited yeah and then so they're flirting talking about like I don't know she says that she's a vegetarian and mentions her future family is and he realizes that she really is like psychic but then she has a vision of the waitress dropping a plate and cutting her hand and that Jasper's going to get up and go after her. She mm. has this vision like seconds before it actually happens and she kisses Jasper before he can like get up and go after this human. Mm. Um, I didn't know kissing was a big distraction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What if they just do that? She should have just done that in a new moon. I know. <laughs> Seriously. All of a sudden, Bella gets a paper cut, and then Alice and Jasper start <laughs> frantically making out. <laughs> yeah, why didn't she do that? Yeah, I don't get why she didn't predict the paper cut. I don't know. Sometimes she can predict it. Sometimes she cannot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Then they're kind of, I don't know, basically together, it's assumed. They step outside in the rain and hold hands. And Mm -hmm. then there's just very cute, you know, back to, like, the little indie music video vibe. Um, I think they're in this, like, light installation thing in L.A., actually. There's, like, all these little street lights all together. And it's so cute. They're, like, going around through them. And she takes a picture of him. And, ugh, it's cute. And I did have a thought, I gotta admit, I had a thought that was like, man, I want to see cute footage of Edward and Bella doing stuff like this. I know. Because it's just cute in general. It was really, really cute. I I think this one was my favorite one. I didn't even really, gosh, I didn't really think about what my favorite one was. This one I watched a couple times. Yeah, I had seen this one before and... Um, thought it was so cute. It's at least it's it's possibly my favorite. It's maybe mm. my favorite. I do think that the other one was way more complex, like the Mary Alice Brandon file. Mm. 
just with the sets and yeah. the cast and everything, it was super, super well done. So mm-hmm. I see why that was the winner. But this one is just cute. It's cute. It, it feels <laughs> in a scene that we had heard about in the books, but it's cool to see it. Yeah. It is cool. Hmm. And it, it does a lot in such a short amount of time without trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. I liked the style of it. It's like very whimsical. Yeah. The one thing, her hair wasn't really right. Oh, I know. It wasn't right at all. It was way too long. Yeah. It was too long, and it it was, like, too in style with the times, but it should stay the, like, pixie cut that she had in the asylum. I know. Alice is supposed to have short, spiky hair. Yeah. What? What is so confusing? What don't people get <laughs> about that? Just, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, like, project that on these small filmmakers. It's everybody involved in the Twilight series. Yeah on a production level, has a hard time (laughs) understanding how Alice's hair should be. (laughs) It's true. (sighs) Anyway, the next one I watched was Mask. Oh, that is not the next one I watched, but I can talk about that one. Mask. M-A-S-Q-U-E. Mask. Musk. This one was directed by Kate Carson, also written by Kate Carson and Mary Kiwa? Coho? 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 Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Coho? Yeah. And then stars Sarah Ake as Esme and James Isaac? Psychic? I don't know how to pronounce his last name either as Carlisle. Yep. So this is a Carlisle and Esme movie. Yep. Guys, if you love them. Have you seen it? So, first I gotta say that the guy playing Carlisle um, sounds just like Peter Facinelli. It's, like, insane. Yeah, he does. His voice was just like it. <laughs> it was he does. Crazy. I really forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, the premise of this short film is Esme is struggling with her thirst for humans and at first we see her playing the cello and while she is she kind of has a flashback to when she died or almost died when she jumped off a cliff and in the distance outside the house there's this human couple like having a picnic and running around and I think one of them cuts himself or something classic and then she gets up Mm -hmm. to go after them but carlisle stops her and then they go to a masked ball and it seems like it's the 1920s again and i i think maybe what is with his colleagues at the hospital or something yeah i think it's like a fundraiser for the hospital yeah so they're wearing masks hence the name mask and this guy there is a total dick and publicly shames the, his daughter and her boyfriend for being, like, yeah. impure or something. And then they go out in the backyard of the party or whatever, and he starts hitting his daughter. And so Esme goes up and is a total badass vampire and, like, beats him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
because she was beat by her ex-husband yeah yeah and she lost her child and she says in this film like he doesn't deserve to have a child and Mm -hmm. i think carlisle says like no he doesn't um i don't remember if anything else happened after that then you know at the end carlisle and esme are dancing again oh yeah in their bedroom Mm mm-hmm it was a lot, like, the production value on this was, like, they had so many actors, so many sets, yeah. so many costumes. There it were a lot really... of people at that party. Yeah. It looked really great, just visually. Yeah. And the the actors, like you said, uh, the Carlisle sounded just like Peter Facinelli. Mm-hmm. And Fascinelli, the Esme was cool, too. She had, like, a deep voice. She was really badass. Mm-hmm. I like seeing more of her. Yeah, it was cool to see her beat up that guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this one, she talks about Edward. She's like, I'll leave the music to Edward because she stopped playing the cello. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to see him. Me too. This is the one that I thought we would see Edward in. But no. No, this this was cool. The, The... thing about the guy at the party when he was like there's an imposter among us yeah and then he humiliates that guy that part i didn't really get i had to watch it a few times because i was like what's wrong with the guy that he embarrasses and i think it might be just that he's poor or or just because it's her his daughter's yeah i think he doesn't like the guy but i was like what is wrong with him i know (laughs) he's not really an imposter he takes off his mask and it's like, whoa, but he's just a regular guy. Yeah, that part was a little silly. I should have checked. I'm not sure if this exact scenario was in the guide. It seems really detailed for that to be in the guide, but maybe it is. It just seems mm-hmm. so specific. Um, yeah. It seemed unlikely that that would happen. Like, that's, I don't know, maybe, but for someone to... He, like, clinked his glass as if he was giving a speech, and everyone silenced, and then he shames this guy. (laughs) just seemed weird to me. And then Esme got, like, nervous that he knew. I mean, you can just tell from her body language. Yeah, that he knew she was a vampire. Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe that was the whole reason for that line. But, yeah, I feel you. That part, at that part, I was like, what is this? yeah. This isn't even about Carla and Esme. <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, I think a bit of a stretch to, like, uh, yeah. then show us domestic violence happening. Yeah, but I feel like there could have been another this... way more to more naturally show that. <laughs> yeah, or, like, I, I just think I needed, like, a little bit more of, like, okay, why is he publicly humiliating this guy? Because it was, like, a big moment of the short film like everyone just like stopped and stared and he took off his mask and yeah like well it just looks like a regular guy I don't know if i understand <laughs> I, I thought the reason was just that he's like sleeping with his daughter and they're not married that was my guess but like yeah they didn't tell us so i don't know yeah there's also this really mm-hmm. long shot of this guy in a mask staring at them and <laughs> i couldn't figure out why it was one of the ones with like a beak on it do you know what i mean like a yes, venetian one scare me yeah and yeah i it was kind of creepy and i guess it was for no reason <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of a 
decently long shot focusing on this guy staring mm. at them. So I was like, what? What is this? Yeah. It's cool to think of them going to stuff like that, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, Cartlow does have to do, like, networking stuff. It is cool to see. His colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I would love to go to a masquerade. I've always wanted to. Yeah, me too, actually. I guess I never have. <laughs> Maybe uh, New Year's 2020. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That's such a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that I had been to one. Yeah. But maybe well, it's just from watching to... Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah. And I know you've been to Venice and you have a mask from yeah. there, right? Uh, I've been to Venice too, but I don't know if I bought a mask there. I think I bought them for other people. Mm-hmm. We went during Carnival and mm. so we like wore them around, but which was maybe still really touristy of us. I'm like, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we literally wore the masks all day um (laughs) that is i remember us being like i don't care whatever (laughs) (laughs) i think i don't know i think there's nothing wrong with being a tourist when you are a tourist you know yeah i mean as long as you're being respectful and not like just standing in the sidewalk clogging it and (laughs) i don't know and you're not vandalizing or Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a tourist when you are, for sure. I would love to go around Boston someday and just, like, do the touristy things. Because mm. I've actually never, like, ridden on the duck boats. I've never, like, gone on the have. swan boats. I think I did, like, years and years ago. I think I but... have done, like, all the touristy things. <laughs> um, so I'm good. I haven't. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> i don't know what other touristy things are i haven't been like on the top of the hub oh i have like so many times actually yeah (laughs) i almost like can't do it again no that's not true but it's just it would be like phony of me to act like it's a big deal like top of the hub (laughs) (laughs) it is wicked cool though you should do it no i would go again for sure i know um it's really pretty up there. What other touristy? I guess I have been to like Faneuil Hall like many times, yeah. but I've never done like the the Freedom Trail. Mm. I did those things in on field trips a long time ago. Oh, maybe I did too. Um, I just don't remember. What else? Have you ever gone ice skating at Frog Pond? No, I have never done That's that. That's a good one. Have you ever, this is not, like, as big of a touristy thing, but have you ever gone to, like, the Bunker Hill Monument no, in Charleston? Yeah, that's cool. No. That has a great view. Um, I've been to uh, Cheers, like, the Cheers bar mm-hmm. quite a few times. Yeah. I did that with my family, like, a long time ago. Yeah. That's I never cool. went there, like, well. Maybe sometimes I did go there, like, oh, because it's the Cheers bar. But it was by my school, so I had gone in there to, like, use the bathrooms every time. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Where are Boston listeners at? 
Boston. <laughs> Such a bad Boston accent. <laughs> yeah. What's that Boston is that? <laughs> Noma. Noma Gassiopara. Noma Gassiopara. Tom Brady kissed me on the lips. <laughs> Johnny Damon, you got the hottest ass in the league. Just kidding, he's a traitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David Ortiz, of course. Of course, a David Ortiz. <laughs> I don't know the difference between a Boston accent and a New York accent. Mel, you're they're from here. Team. No, they're not the same. <laughs> I know. They're not the same. I just New York is uh, about uh, O's. See, I know. Yeah, wait. And Boston is about A's, right? And the no. R's. <laughs> I, it sounds too. See, it's like both my parents have like strong Boston accents that I don't even know how to do it because. It doesn't sound like an accent to me, you know? Mm -hmm. But I don't have one myself, so. Mm. Anyway, I think that's all I have to say about mask. If we want to stick to Carlisle, the turncoats one was the third one I watched. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This one at first was like, what is this going to (laughs) be? This is. Yeah, there's two Carlisle ones. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say this is directed by Lindsay Hancock Williamson. Written and directed by. Yeah, this is perfect. Yeah, perfect after talking about um, you know, just like Boston, like the American Revolution. Here we go. Yeah. So this one's like about Garrett and Carlisle. Yeah, I didn't know. I'm such an idiot. I didn't know till the very end that that was Garrett. (laughs) I just knew because I was. I was getting them from Stephanie's website, so she had, like, a little description for all of them. Oh, okay. And I gotta say, the actors for both Garrett and Carlisle sounded just like the movies. It was, like, crazy. Yep. Oh, Mel, I wish you kind of knew, because when they have the voiceover in the beginning, it's Carlisle, I mean, it's Garrett talking, and it sounds just like Garrett in the movie. I should have connected that. Like, literally the whole movie, I, it was, like, the whole short film, I was, like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> who is this? Because, also, it it wasn't clear to me that he was a vampire, because, I, I mean, I knew he was running really fast in the beginning, and that him and Carlisle seemed to have an understanding yeah. that they both were not human, but they didn't look as much like the vampires in the movies, which is totally okay, because yeah. I think sometimes the movie vampires look too odd that it does make them a little less beautiful. Yeah. Because um, they have too much makeup on their face. But I just, his eyes were like really black. I just couldn't tell. I know. I bet that was confusing. I I basically mm. cheated because I read the description thing. But yeah, basically the plot is Garrett. Um. <laughs> not his guy he's like hanging out at the revolutionary war i don't know if he's actually participating but (laughs) he he acts like he he was in the war doesn't he yeah doesn't count if you were a vampire for it (laughs) i know that's like such an unfair advantage (laughs) yeah so he brings his brother turns out sister to carlisle Mm -hmm. spoiler um because she's been shot and i guess she was dressed up as a guy to partake in the war and so carlisle is trying to remove the bullets and stitch her up 
and they just have it's this is one of the shorter ones I think and they were talking about like oh how can he stand the blood how old are you that kind of thing and there was this nurse there that was really funny <laughs> yeah Hilde yeah there's a part where I think Carlisle said like will she drink whiskey or something um Garrett's sister I forget her name yeah um and she says, yes, she will. And then the nurse takes out whiskey from her apron or something and takes a swig of it before yeah. she hands it over. And I just yeah. thought that was funny. <laughs> she was kooky. But was she, does she know that Carlisle's a vampire? Because okay. they're talking about all this stuff right in front of I her. I know, right in front of her. They're like, how old are you? 194. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How do you stand the blood? Yeah. And, like, she keeps saying Carlisle's the best doctor. Like, she's obviously, like, the nurse who works closely with them. She must know that he, he's a vampire, right? Like, he, there is not any secrecy here in this conversation. <laughs> it was right in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I mean, we're supposed to believe, I think, that English is not her first language. She clearly has an yeah. accent. But she can understand everything, it seems. So I know. I suspended. Being very transparent. I disbelieve a little bit that she, like, walked away to yeah. do something and was so busy that she wasn't paying attention. I don't know. <laughs> yeah but then there's another part where but these then, two oh you go oh oh yeah i was gonna say the two like guards or something come in and they're really angry because they like heard the soldier who is really female scream so they like came in and got mad and like they're like like remove your shirt basically to see yeah and then they arrest garrett because he is like testing them and says no blah 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 so they take garrett away with like a gun in hand mm-hmm. thinking that they're gonna kill garrett but obviously garrett is a vampire he kills them and drinks their blood and yeah. he comes back and he has blood smeared all over his face so it's obvious obvious to us just what happened but hilda the nurse doesn't seem scared at all <laughs> so does she know what just happened? Like, why does she think that he has blood just all around his mouth? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm guessing Hilda knows, right? Like, she has to. But that's, like, not allowed. I don't understand why she would. Yeah, I get- that's what I don't get. Like, obviously, Garrett's sister also knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, like, in on it. Um, it was cool, though. It was interesting. Yeah. The set was believable. I don't know. Had a bunch of people in uniform, and they're in a little tent thing, and it was well done. Um, yeah. And I, I liked seeing Carlisle doing his job years and years ago, and how he made you know, he has all these friends in Breaking Dawn. Like, how did he meet all these other vampires? True, yeah. So it was cool to see him form, like, one of those connections. I was like, oh, like, are they going to stay in touch? You know, like, (laughs) they seem to really bond in this short little scene. Yeah, what happens after? I don't know. Yeah. Man. I thought it was just so funny how much they sounded like the actors in the actual movies. (laughs) Although this Carla, I don't know the actor's real age, but he did look more realistically 23. Yeah. Probably still older than 23, but he did look way younger than Peter Facinelli. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> turncoats. Anything Turncoat. more to I don't really say? Have I don't really have anything else to say about that one. Me neither. <laughs> What's your next film? My next one is Sunrise. Mm. Okay, cool. So this one was directed by Amanda Tosse and written by Alana Smith, and it stars Arash Maradondi as Benjamin and Natasha Bassett as Tia. So it really is centered on Benjamin, his life way before he was turned into a vampire, and then his life afterwards, like 10 years later. Mm -hmm set in Egypt and Mm -hmm. it's a lot of his relationship with a girl named Tia who I guess Mm -hmm. he ends up being romantically involved in and Tia wasn't in the movie so I kind of thought this was all made up but then I looked at the guide and it's actually in there so I guess Mm -hmm. right I don't think Tia is in it there's Kebby no she is she is in the movie, but she doesn't say anything. Oh, I thought there was just... I remember there's his uncle, and then I thought his mm-hmm. uncle's wife was there, but I don't remember Tia being there. She just stands next to him. Oh. Lame. <laughs> there's so many vampires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that's not true. But yeah, I had no idea who Tia was, so... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I learned that from looking it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we see Benjamin when he's younger. I thought it was like an orphanage, but it, it is his real uncle. And yeah, it's like Tia's, Tia's technically related to Benjamin, right? Is she? I thought she was just taken in by his uncle. I, I read it on the wiki that she, her mom is like second cousins with the uncle or something. Hmm. I guess. (laughs) So they're, like, a little bit more distantly related. They're not, like, first cousins. They might be, like, second cousins once removed First you have your cousins, then you have your first (laughs) cousins, then you have your... (laughs) No, honey. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, So their uncle is clearly... uh, abusive or just like exploits them for money and benjamin growing up he still has his sun powers which he attributes to ra the sun god Mm -hmm. or at least his uncle does and that's what he tells people like gather around gather around look at the miracle boy as he like you know plays with fire in his hand which again i didn't know that the vampires had these powers at least to this extent in their human life yeah and I kind of dislike it. I thought... Yeah, I don't like it as... Yeah, it's just not even possible. I mean, (laughs) I know the whole thing's fantasy, but what? And... Yeah. I always thought Benjamin maybe as a human just had an appreciation for nature or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe was, like, really in tune with nature and could predict, I don't know, the weather. Who knows? Just was yeah. super earthy or something. I didn't know he could literally conjure up fire in his palm. 
kind of crazy. Yeah, I just, like, are we then supposed to believe that there are many humans in this world that have these extraordinary powers? That kind of makes it seem like being a vampire is less special. Yeah, that's a good point. There's just, like, people out there with powers. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> I thought it was because they were vampires, but yeah, I know, it's it's weird. <laughs> I didn't know they had the same powers all along. Because mm-hmm. um, what he's doing, playing with the fire, like, in his hand, <laughs> that is, cr- <laughs> like, really strange. <laughs> I would imagine that that would garner a lot of attention. <laughs> I know, I didn't even get why, because basically they would steal Benjamin and Tia would steal from people and then give that money to their uncle. And I was wondering, like, mm-hmm. why are you even still stealing? Like, you can make fire appear. You could yeah. be, like, a millionaire. I don't understand why you're living this life. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, like, basically the fire was just used to distract people. I almost feel like the people watching didn't really believe it was real. Like, maybe they thought he was a street performer in yeah, some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because they didn't act, like, that amazed. <laughs> like, That's true. If I saw true. someone doing that, I'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that that much either. Like That he had a power I, I don't know if that's... I don't know if we're supposed to even take that as canon. I mean, if Stephanie Meyer was involved in the competition, does that mean she's like, yeah, that's the way it was? I don't know. It's not like he had all his powers yet, but it's still just a little mm-hmm. too much, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway, then to a vampire noticed him and one night tr- tracks down him and his uncle and kills his uncle and then turns Benjamin into a vampire. And mm-hmm. then years pass and Ben, can I call him Ben? Um goes yeah. <laughs> goes mm-hmm. and finds Tia and she's older now and married and she's dressed up very fancy and has like eyeliner on mm-hmm. and um she's like I you disappeared like I just want to be with you where did you go and he tells her that he's he drinks blood and he's not human anymore and she wants mm-hmm. to join him and become one of his kind and I guess she does, so... Yeah, it ends. He says, promise me that I'll never have to survive without you again. And she said, I made that promise years ago. So, obviously, he turns her into Um, a vampire. The actress who played Tia, I was a little distracted by. She's clearly white. (laughs) And she's dressed up in, like, the traditional Egyptian clothing. (laughs) And I, yeah, I liked her up. She's, like, definitely white. She's, like, pretty played Britney Spears in movies before, mm-hmm. so... And she also spoke, like, pretty much in an American accent. Like, it was, like... Yeah. Not that... She like, was wicked I mean, pretty, but I also was, like... Eh. Yeah, <laughs> it just a little uncomfortable. And Benjamin, when he was little, was did not look the same at all. He was, like... Yeah. Right? I feel like he looked like a yeah, super I white agree. kid. <laughs> yeah wasn't that long ago like i feel like people knew that they should not be hiring white actors mm-hmm. to play people of color i don't know what it's like being a small filmmaker if it's like harder to find actors and they just like cast whoever was available mm-hmm. but yeah that was distracting and i'm surprised that for that reason that it was like one of the final ones um but 
But I did enjoy I mean, they it. did have amazing, yeah, they had amazing special effects, of course. Yeah. And I thought it, I don't know, it was just a visually impressive short mm-hmm. film. And I was pretty into it. I mean, I was, like, along for the ride with the story. Um, yeah. I was wondering, like, oh, are they going to be together again? And I'm like, oh, what happens? I don't know. It was, it was cool. And the... The actor that played Benjamin, I thought, brought a lot of the same charisma that Rami Malek did. Like, he was yeah, the same. Like, just a really likable guy. It was cool. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, some parts of it, it was a little questionable, but overall, yeah. I enjoyed it. Oh, and the credits yeah. were cool. They were, like, animated. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. And once again, too, like, there's a lot of settings, a lot of actors, like... I know. A lot went into it, so... Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see how the different films showed the sparkling. Mm, oh, my God. This, his sparkling was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I almost feel like it was slightly better than the actual sparkling in the Twilight movies. Like, I was entranced in his beauty looking at him. Aww. <laughs> he looked like, he really did look like a god or something. Yeah. People in the comments on YouTube were, like, debating, like, oh, people in, most people in Egypt were Muslim at this time. Like, he wouldn't, say anything about the god Ra and then someone else countered that Mm -hmm. and was like well everybody there would know who Ra is I think he was just saying that to describe his power and I I kind of get what they're saying same as like in Greece like everyone by this time I think it was the 1800s nobody was like worshiping the Greek gods I think everyone was not everyone but most people were like Christian but you could still say like oh I have like this power like Zeus or something and people would be like oh wow yeah yeah you know what I mean but yeah no one would be like oh Zeus isn't real (laughs) (laughs) yeah but he did it was odd how many times they said that because it's true probably wouldn't in 1800s be talking about the ancient gods that much but yeah but I mean Maybe he specifically would be, since he does has this very strange, unusual power. Yeah, true. Interesting. Part of his act. Anything more to say about that? Mm, not really. <laughs> I think same. <laughs> All right. Which one did you watch next? So next, I watched. Uh, the groundskeeper. Okay, that's the last one I watched. This one was directed by Nicole Eckenrode, and the screenplay was written by Sarah Turi Boschier. I hope I said that right. I don't have the actors though. Do you have them? Yeah. Um. It stars Kevin Craig West as uh. Is his name Kumbo? Mm-hmm. What is the groundskeeper's name? And then Sarah Yoko Howard as Alice and Jesse Lechman as James and Sophie LaBelle as Victoria. Yeah, so another Alice movie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, in the beginning, I was like, oh my god, I love this. Because I just thought the intro was so cool. It had like mm. almost neon sign-ish font for the title and the actors' names and everything. Yeah, it's such a unique vibe. It has a very unique vibe. People in the comments... <laughs> We're just saying so much about what people said, but we're comparing it to, like, Quentin Tarantino slash anime, and I kind of mm. see it. But then, um, it got a little weird for me. That's all I'll say. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of, like, dramatic music, and it, like, on the, like, dramatic music, it, like, zooms in on the actor's face, which is a very, like, classic... It's very dramatic. I'm not a film major. Yeah, <laughs> it was, like, trying... It was, like, evocative of, like classic yeah like old action movies yeah like that's and it like it feels a little bit cheesy but you can tell it was like very purposeful Mm -hmm. and yeah the the premise is like there's this groundskeeper who is a a vampire um at the asylum where alice is and he is very protective of alice i don't really understand i guess how their relationship was formed (laughs) me neither but so she has a vision that these vampires who are James and Victoria will come and kill her. And she tells the groundskeeper, Kumbo, I forget his name. Yeah, you've is got it. Kumbo? Yeah. 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 About, about this happening. And he is like very quick to, so she, then Alice tells him that the only way she'll survive is if Kumbo fights to the death <laughs> and dies to save Alice's life. And he is, like, more than willing to <laughs> go along with that and say, okay, I will. <laughs> I know. He's like, I've like, already lived a no long time. Thought. But you, yeah. you have a chance at happiness, love. I, I know, I didn't really understand why this man would give up his life for Alice. <laughs> yeah. And, like, who we've I never think heard this of. this is in the guide. Hmm? Yeah. This is in the guide, right? I don't know, actually. I don't think it's, like, coming out of nowhere. Wait, let me go grab it. I was going to check, but I... But I didn't. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I had left that one and had to watch it, and I told Mel at 8 o'clock, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm so bad at guessing how long things are going to take, and... You know, I just mm. didn't give myself. What's the but time. I? What's but I didn't from? That sounds so familiar. Oh, it's <laughs> Kyoto mm. by Phoebe Bridgers, and she goes, um, "I wanted oh, to yeah. go, but I didn't. But I didn't." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Alice's part? Someday, guys, we're gonna cover the guide and. Yeah, just... we have to. I feel like every time. Oh, but did I? tell you that um i think i did tell you so our friend b friend of the podcast she went to like a virtual zoom uh and we actually are one of our listeners as well went there and told me about this she went to a listener zoom like party that was with Tyler people and apparently one of the editors was there and i don't know i don't know if i should even be repeating this but she worked on the illustrated guide and there's a lot of misinformation in the guide why I don't know, it's like inconsistent dates, and there was a lot of information that was cut out of the guide. I don't know if legally if I should be saying but this But why would that all. even happen? <laughs> um, I don't, this is all allegedly, um, I don't know. They just 
it's just editing mistakes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I finally found Alice's part. I'm just skimming, you know, really quick. Here's the stuff about her mom. Okay, now she's in a mental asylum. Mm. Oh, unknown to Alice, a vampire was working as a groundskeeper at the asylum where she was incarcerated. This vampire, who was taking advantage of this pool of humans who could die without much notice being taken, formed an attachment to Alice. He kept her from the shock treatments and other horrors whenever he could. He learned of Alice's ability. She always knew when he was coming to visit her, he would bring hidden objects with him to see if she could guess what he had. She always got it right. Then Alice had a vision of James. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, I guess this really did happen. Um, mm. The vampire put himself put himself in James' path to delay him. Yeah, he wasn't named or anything, but I guess it mm. was in the guide. So he, yeah, so he was a groundskeeper just to kill the people at the asylum. Yeah. But I feel like in this film, she knows he's a vampire, right? Or no, does she not? Yeah, she def... I think she definitely... Mm, I don't know. It seems like she like she's... does, question mark? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she... I think so, yeah. Because she says, like, you'd have to fight to the death. Mm -hmm. But, like, does she just think that they're, like, very aggressive humans <laughs> that are trying to maul her to death? <laughs> Maybe. And he says, like, that he's had his time. And he doesn't seem that old. Like, what does she think he means by that? Yeah. Oh, well, she says, but she says to him, like, you could be... A king. You could be a, a, a king again. Yeah. Okay, so she knows. And she says, I won't. Yeah. And this. she must know because she can see that she's going to become a vampire, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that must be it. So, what happens is he does fight James and Victoria and he does die. But, Mel, I was mm. so confused and I literally replayed it. And this is why it took me so long, I guess. I had to replay this part so many times because I never saw her actually get bitten. Maybe it happened. In oh his yeah, I don't. But she's like lying yeah, in a grave I... for some reason and turns yes. into a vampire. But I was so confused. I was like, wait, who turned her? Like I could not figure it out. No. I same thing. Like I thought she was hiding in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> and I this is the part I kept starting at is she's like lying in her bed talking to Kumbo talking to him about what they're gonna do she's had all these visions like no you'll die blah blah blah. and then she goes a sprig of lavender in your right pocket yeah that part as well and then like, what does that mean and then the lavender is just floating i think you're supposed to think that he's moving so fast that time has stopped it's... basically but he picks her up yeah and takes her outside but i did not understand <laughs> what that meant <laughs> me too i thought that i was stupid though for not understanding it so so did i i thought that was on me and um also i think it's confusing because lavender has such a significance in midnight sun yeah that i was like wait what <laughs> where are we going with the lavender again i didn't get it um, also his eyes were blue yeah 
right? I thought they were white, actually, but whatever they were, they weren't red. Yeah, they (laughs) definitely were not red, yeah. (laughs) What did that mean, though? A sprig of lavender in your right pocket, and then suddenly it's floating? I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing, that maybe it was just to convey, like, how fast he's moving, that it's still in the air. But I didn't know why she said that, why she told him to pull it out Mm -hmm. like oh god that sounds sexual (laughs) it does wait Uh, i think i just got it but i think i just figured it out but the movie didn't explain it at all it's only because i just read this in the guide remember in the guide it said he would bring her objects and she had to guess what it was oh you're so right but okay how would we know that if we're just watching this short film yeah, and also, that's an odd time to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be sentimental or something. Like, this is our last time playing this oh, game. Oh, fuck, that's so sad. Because we're going to die. Okay, but still. I would feel so... Who turned her? I would feel awkward being in Alice's position and saying, like, the only way I can survive <laughs> is if you sacrifice your life for me. <laughs> like, okay... You're putting someone in such an awkward situation. Like, I almost feel like if I was him, I'd be like, I don't want to, but I don't want to be impolite, so I guess I'm going to have to. I know. You know like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to say no. <laughs> uh, um, sorry. I don't know if I want to sacrifice my life for you. What? Yeah. That's asking was, too much. Like, I don't. I couldn't live with the guilt of, like, okay, I, like, allowed this person to die because I wasn't willing to die for them. <laughs> That's too much. Maybe she should have just kept yeah. that to herself. <laughs> and then she wouldn't... She would have died, though. Well, maybe she should. <laughs> okay, not that she should, but I don't know. I just... I'm with you. I feel like it's... Too much to ask someone to sacrifice their life for you. Yeah. Like, she basically was asking him that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and when James and Victoria showed up, <laughs> yeah, it was just so crazy. I don't know. What did she say? Yeah. It was cool. It was so cool seeing James and Victoria. It was cool to see. But she, has, she said something weird, like, hard-boiled. Yeah, yeah. It was very dramatic. Yeah. As it as it should be, it's a dramatic Yeah, scene. I mean, it that was so the vibe. For... It was yeah. just funny. It's in, it's enjoyable. Um, Kumbo's, yeah. like, also, Kumbo's, like, swirling a shovel around, and it's making this yeah. sound effect, like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, still, I don't know who bit Alice. Yeah, that wasn't clear. I mean, James, assuming. Wait. Did wait. did they show it? Did Kumbo be? Wait, is it Kumbo? I like only know his name from the credits. I don't know how. I to don't know. It. Is yeah? How do you pronounce did it? He, Guys, did he beat? I mean, did he bite Alice? Maybe, but I didn't see that happen. But like, maybe we're supposed to believe he saved her by biting her. Maybe. And then distracted. James and Victoria long enough to mm-hmm. have her transform. 
I don't remember seeing it, do you? And I even tried to no, rewind it. No, we don't see it. Yeah. yeah. We definitely don't. I just don't get why they wouldn't show that. I think, yeah. I think according to the guide, he bit her, right? The groundskeeper? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Because isn't James angry that he didn't get to kill her? Mm. I think that's like... No, but he, I mean, even if he didn't, even if James just bit her and then got distracted, he wouldn't have killed her. Mm. He just turned her. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's... I thought it was a little insensitive, though. I mean, it's fiction, whatever. They're having fun with it, but... The credits were a freeze frame of, <laughs> it was like a split screen of Alice with, you know, she just turned into a vampire. She has like blood around her mouth or something. The yeah. other side is groundskeeper, his head, just like dead. Yeah, with, and he's on, on fire. fire. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. And also the groundskeeper is black. Yeah. So- like, there's definitely, like, so much uncomfortable about seeing that as well. I know. Like, just, like, a black man, like, beheaded on fire. Like, that really... And it was, like, happy music playing. Yeah, and he sacrificed really his life for Alice. It was just... Yeah. Yeah. Like, without a second thought, which is obviously nice, <laughs> but, like, why? <laughs> I know. Like, it's just, like, his purpose was just to, like, die for Alice. Like, I don't know. I just... Yeah. It's not that respectful to his (laughs) character. I was shocked. I couldn't believe that was the the credits. The last frame. Yeah. His head on fire. You know, if he was was a villain, like, sure. I think that would be, like, funny or maybe we would enjoy that, but gosh like he he just died i know like, he just he was the hero of the story i know the whole story and like that's not they're making like a parody a of it <laughs> yeah yeah that was the one where i was like are they really fans of the series or like because yeah i don't know I, I, such a good I point i really hope they're not listening to oh, this oh no i totally doubt it yeah. what are the odds it was i know yeah, it was, like, kind of making fun of the story. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I I can see that they were trying to have fun with it. It was, like, mm-hmm. campy, dramatic, like, over the top. Yeah, but, super campy. And, like, I don't want to be a square or something, but I, I thought that was really disrespectful and didn't really yeah. enjoy no. it. <laughs> I agree. No, that made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I actually, like, turned it off right as I saw that. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. It's like, oh, you used to be a king. Now you're a groundskeeper, and you're going to die for me. And, like, let's make a joke about yeah. it. <laughs> and okay, it's, it's in the racist. South, too. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What? Okay, yeah. It was racist. I think like, there's no getting actually, around it. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> and it's too bad because I reg- in the way beginning I was like, "Oh my god, I love this one." Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and her uh, hair her- wasn't even short. <laughs> yeah, you're so true. Yeah, this one was probably my least favorite. It- I regret that it took me so long to like 
be critical of it. No, I know. I, I also think don't. I didn't really think yeah. about it. Yeah. It was my least favorite uh, too. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that the people who made this one aren't really fans of Twilight. Yeah, I think so it too. Does, it does seem like they're making fun of it. Yeah. And took it to like an inappropriate level. It's so but. fucked up. I'm surprised that it it made it that far. I know. In the competition. I also I don't know. Maybe they were trying. <laughs> In the guide, it doesn't say that the groundskeeper is black, and so I was, I don't know, it just makes it weird, like, on the one hand, maybe they're like, oh, we need some diverse people, but then it made it seem, just really unequal, and, uh, like, why? (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? And he's, like, just a martyr for Alice, like, we don't. And we, like I said, we don't see why he's so willing to sacrifice his life for her. Like, at least if he was, like, we saw that yeah. he knew that she was psychic and we saw their relationship build and how he cared about her. But he just so willingly just gives up everything Yeah. to, you know, uh, die. Like, and, and it's a brutal death that he goes through. <laughs> um, it is. What do people say in the comments? I don't think I looked... Do you know? I don't think I... I literally <laughs> use, like... Right as I actually saw that last shot, I did just turn it off because it scared me. <laughs> I don't mean to be laughing, but it's just... It was... It was weird. Yeah, and it it was disturbing, the, the end. It, I don't know. Like, I agree. I think that they're probably not fans because I think if the story was different, if... The, the context was different stylistically the way it was made could be cool but mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense and it's kind of disturbing so they said okay i want a book about kumbo the man was a former king what happened how did he lose his throne how did he become a vampire is his power is his power the ability to make people forget like that nurse Oh, because does the nurse Oh, forget? yeah. He seemed to have, like, yeah. manipulation or some kind of persuasion over people that, mm. yeah, he could, like, wipe their memory. Oh, someone did commented this one was bad. The groundkeeper was the only good actor. <laughs> but also, that mm. wasn't in the guide either. That was just added. His power thing. Yeah, that was. Yeah, you're right. And he didn't have the right eye colors. Okay, these people were not fans. Yeah. It's confirmed. She had long hair. I mean, not long, but it was pretty long. I think it was like to her shoulders or something. Or chin length. It just wasn't Alice. She didn't even look like Alice. Oh, we do. One interesting thing is we get like a glimpse of Bella and Edward's wedding in this one where she's, oh yeah, you know, at the end, she's like seeing her future as a vampire and we see her talking at... Mm-hmm. Edward and Bella's wedding, giving a speech. That's true. And we see her at the diner meeting Jasper, I think, for like a second. Mm, yeah. Um, so someone said this one is cringe. <laughs> oh, no. What yeah. happened? Yeah. It's... Yeah. I, I, I feel bad that we're like, okay, I'm not going to shit on any of them. They're all amazing. Okay, but this one deserves um, it. Yeah. 
I do, yeah, I think so too. I like, yeah. Let's just say it for what it is. This one was racist mm-hmm. and not that well written and inappropriate. Yeah. Agreed. Yikes. Oh. <laughs> well, the final one, right? There's only one yeah. more. Well, this one's going to be a positive note because I liked this one. Me too. It cool. Called Consumed, and it was directed by Maya Fernquest. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know who it's starring either. It's written by to write this down. Colin Durfler, Duffler and Megan Reese. Very cool that mm-hmm. I'm guessing her name is Colin. It's cool. Col- you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> Twilight. She must be a fan. I don't know. <laughs> so this this one is about Jane and Alec. And I'm so mm-hmm. sorry to the guy that played Alec. But I don't know who that was. But <laughs> we could look it up right now. <laughs> but that actress that played Jane was named Elizabeth Kenny. And I wrote this down because I was like, I swear I know this girl. Oh, my God. Like, I really felt like I recognized her. But, um, no, I don't think I actually have ever seen her anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought she was a great actress. And, yeah, she was really good. Yeah, really captivated me. It's funny. I feel like in this and in the, you know, saga in the big movies, Alec just falls to the background. Mm, he does. He never he's does just, anything. Yeah, he's just supporting Jane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know what's up with Alec. Like, he must have some story, some dark side. <laughs> I know. It's just Jane's sweet twin brother. But Jane has... She was very sweet when she was younger, too, which I was kind of surprised to learn yeah she was very soft like she was admiring a butterfly in the beginning she's playing with her mom and her brother and then when they're little kids they're playing with their mom like as the mom's like hanging clothes or whatever and Ara walks up and he's so creepy yeah and he is like so enchanted by Jane and Alec and he has, says he's never seen twins before, which I find odd. Because isn't Aro, like, mad old? Yeah, I thought that was hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. It's the first set of twins he's ever seen in his entire life. I know. I wasn't <laughs> sure if we were supposed to believe that or what the deal was with that. Mm. <laughs> I liked, oh, though, that was cool when that. he reached out his hand and he held both of their hands Obviously, to, like, read their minds, but he sparkled for a second, and that looked really good. Because he was kind of hiding yeah. in the shade of a tree, but when he reached his hand out, it sparkled a little bit. I don't... Somehow, I don't think the mom saw, but the kids did, and Jane was really excited about Arrow, actually. She was, like, smiling a ton. Um, yeah. It was interesting. He's breaking his own one rule. Yeah. <laughs> of not letting humans see... Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, we see the kids as they're older, they're teenagers, they're just playing in the fields, just frolicking around, and we see them on the road, and they're, like, holding hands, and the townspeople are all, like, cryptically staring at them. I was like, what? Yeah. Why are they, like, all mad at them? Um, turns out that everyone thinks that they're witches, or at least they think Jane's a witch, and, uh, they're, yeah, just gonna accuse her of that, 
Um, I don't really know why, though. Yeah, I don't know why either. I kind of wish they provided some reasons, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, me too. These guys come over and basically, like, assault Jane Mm -hmm. and call her a witch. I thought they had left her there to die, but she wakes up and the mom sees. And then the, um, the guys who assaulted her go missing. And so all their families come over and they're like, uh, you know, they have Alec with them and they're accusing the whole family of witchcraft mm-hmm. because their sons went missing. So I guess that's the reason, but I don't know what happened to the sons. Do you think Aro had killed them? That's what I guessed. Yeah. Jane seemed to think, and also she had, there was this whole sequence of her, it was very artistic, very dreamlike, of her like screaming and then there was like blood mm-hmm. and it looked like she attacked them. And it almost seemed like she thought, mm. I thought she killed them, the boys. But then when she wakes up, she has blood on her hands, but they're gone. And I also thought Aro probably did some, took care of them, I don't know, drank their blood. Um, yeah. But she seemed really confused about what happened to them, too. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, then... <laughs> The townspeople put Alec and Jane up on a wooden pole and they're burning them at the stake because they're witches, apparently. Mm. And That was disturbing. Yeah. It was very creative, though. It, it had, like, this part where it showed Jane kind of, like, floating in a nightgown and accepting her death, kind of like mm. a new moon when Bella Cliff dives. Um but then... Yeah, there was a lot of... Oh, sorry. Oh, no. oh. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say there was a lot of uh, things that I felt like were calling back to New Moon. Like, before the guys assault her, they say this might hurt a little. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, in New Moon, when Jane says to Edward, this might hurt just a little. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my which God. Which I'm guessing that's where she got that. Like, it's like she feels like she's taking back the power, hurting a... Yeah. Especially hurting a man um inflicting pain on him actually no she says it to bella yeah um yeah that that's true but Mm -hmm. anyway she has her eyes closed but then she opens them and everyone around them is dead and aro's there and Mm. we can fill in the blank that he turns them into vampires i think it shows her eye turn red and yeah Aro saves them by killing everyone else. <laughs> and <laughs> vampires know. Oh, and the mom died, actually. Somebody yeah, Sad. Yeah, that is sad. I mean... You can see why... Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I think I was going to say the same thing as you. Oh, yeah, you can see why Jane and Alec would be so loyal to Aro when he did save them. Yeah. And I was also going to say, like, I mean, Jane's a bad person, I would say. And mm-hmm. I don't think it excuses anything, but it explains why she feels justified in harming people and drinking people's blood. It's like, all these people, for no reason, were going to kill me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have the power now. Like, I don't know, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and and the pain that she endured in her last day of being a human for absolutely no reason as you said is just so unimaginable mm-hmm. like 
she first was beat up, like, by yeah. random guys, like, basically, like, stoned or whatever. And then she was burning alive. Yeah. That's terrifying. The most painful thing you can ever experience. So then it kind of makes sense that her power is inflicting unimaginable pain yeah. on people. And then Alex is, like, taking away their senses, right? Mm, is that what his yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah, like, blacking like everything people. out for them. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. I really liked this one. I thought the acting was great. Um, mm. I thought it was just really well done. It looked like a totally legit period film, like set in history. One thing though, yeah, one thing that bothered me, <laughs> this is just me being picky, <laughs> is I was like, where is this supposed to be set? And I looked in the guide and Jane and Alec are supposed to be from England, but it was not very mm. consistent. Some people had American accents, so... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Where where is this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this the Salem witch trial? Yeah. Um Yeah, and it it was yeah, the only thing is it was a lot of just like frolicking in the field, which is sweet, but it doesn't feel real realistic to like actual I don't know if people ever actually did that. Does that make sense? <laughs> I've frolicked in a field before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I have a twin I have a twin brother, and we definitely don't, like, frolic holding hands. Yeah, I know. Together, especially as teenagers. <laughs> That'd be quite weird. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish... I mean, I really liked this one. It's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, me too. Possibly favorite. I don't know. But I do wish we got to see why they were accused of witchcraft and why Aro was interested in them. And I think that those are the same reason. Like, there must have mm-hmm. been something about them that they had powers that attracted Aro and scared everybody else. But they didn't show yeah. us what that was. Yeah, because it, it also it's such a big world. <laughs> Aro resides in Italy. Like, what is he doing in this <laughs> little village? I don't know. Stalking these twins. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess he's just traveling around, but yeah, what are the odds he was there when they were younger and then there when they were older, about to be burned at the stake? I don't know. (laughs) What ifs? (laughs) Maybe he had somebody in town, like, writing him letters about (laughs) what was going on. I don't know. Maybe he had someone from the guard station there. Keeping an eye on them. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Like, oh, there's these witches. Witches, huh? <laughs> witches. I gotta <laughs> check this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, shit. I haven't been recording. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh my god, I was just gonna kill you. <laughs> but did I scare you? Yeah. I was like, oh my god. I've heard of other podcasts where they lose their audio and I feel like I would just not be in the mood to Oh my discuss god. This again. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. I I couldn't do it. I'm actually li- I'm a little bit terrified that this might be too quiet. So Well, I mean, I can it turn it okay. up. It, I mean, I can't Yeah. I can't make it be it it's I can only go so far, but I can turn it up. Um yeah. But I feel like if we had to do it again, oh my, I would just be so like, 
Oh, yeah. So this one, Jane and Alex. Yes. We see them. Um, It's interesting. Like, we, you know. I honestly (laughs) think, to be honest, I know this is bad, but I'd be like, you know what? No episode. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You know what? We can't do it. Well, we did cover them all. Do you have any last remarks? Maybe we should say what our favorite was. Um, yeah, sure. My favorite was either this one consumed or um the we've met before mm-hmm. one with Alice. Yeah. I think consumed is my favorite. Mm. Yeah. It's really good. I really liked it. Why wow. Aro was so good. He was so scary. Yeah. Aro was good. I liked it. I was the mom. I would have nightmares about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Creepy. It was really cool, though. Oh, I have another question yeah. for you. Um, What side character would mm-hmm. you... Or I guess it could be a main character, too, but what do you wish you saw a short film of? Ooh. That's a really good question. Um... Marcus, <laughs> um, yes. but really, I mean, not a side character per se, but I would love to see Emmett. Mm-hmm. I think he deserves his short story. That would be his so flashback, cool. Because yeah, we don't see that in the movies at all or the books. What about you? Just jumping off that, I would like to see something about Emmett, but not the bear story. I would like to see mm-hmm. yeah something else. Yeah. Um. Oh, something with the wolves. Yeah. Uh, I think Sam would be interesting, especially since he was the first to transition. Yeah, that would be cool. I want to see him like being like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs> or more of Leah. Hee <laughs> um, mm, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I want to see Sam. Oh, sorry. What oh, no, you no. Say? You go. Sorry, guys. I was going to say, phone. I want to see Sam. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see Sam and Leah dating yeah. and transitions <gasps> and then imprints on Emily. I want to see that drama play out. Dude, <laughs> why didn't we get that? I know. Too too much Alice. Like, like, I know. I'll say that it. That could have been so emotional. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Why didn't we get that? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, As for someone else, though... I mean, I, I think I'd like Aro. I'd like something of him, maybe. Mm. I mean, he's wicked old, so that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, this might sound weird, but the Romanians? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I think that'd be cool. If it was well done, well, they I just, mean, it really depends. Didn't they, didn't they just sit still for centuries? <laughs> I mean, I don't think they do that all the time. <laughs> Imagine if that was a short story. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, maybe there's something cool about the most random people. Heidi. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're they're vampires. They have interesting yeah. lives. Um, yeah. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Wait, I have the guide right here. I do- I'm going to just like flip through it. Yeah, just flip and then just see who you land on. Oh, I land on Sam Yuli. Oh my god, it's 
meant to be. It's meant to be. Actually, and in the guide, there's like pages and pages for Sam. So yeah. why didn't they make a film? I don't know. It is interesting to see other actors playing these roles. Um, yeah. I I mean, I think it'd be crazy seeing some like another Edward, another Bella, but I adjusted to them pretty quickly, actually. Mm-hmm. So here I am always being like, I don't want to see other actors. I know. I don't know. Maybe I could. <laughs> I This is going to sound really bitchy, but I couldn't really adjust to the Alice's. I just, I struggled. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I liked the Alice from the uh, Mary Alice Brandon filed the best, mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah, I liked her too. I thought she was, I thought she was better than Ashley Green. I, I liked <laughs> <her> performance. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Green. <laughs> my, um, so my brother is like really into cameo now. My, well, both my brothers. They so my brother. Re- okay, what is that? I'll explain explain so. to one the of my listeners. Okay, because I don't know if I would like know what that is if if you didn't tell me. It's one of, it's this app where people pay for like a like one minute, two minute, three minute, uh, like shout out from a famous person. So they'll record, like saying hello and give information. Um. Like, oh, I heard that you just graduated college, something like that. So one of my brothers just had surgery recently. And so um, my brother and all their friends, like, put their money together and gave him several cameos from different people that he's really into. So cool. And my brother Kevin was, like, super into it. And, like, I don't know. I don't think this is the case anymore. But... He said to me, like, a couple weeks ago, like, oh, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. And that's really out of character for Kevin because he never, like, has an idea planned (laughs) for when he's getting someone until the last minute. Yeah. And this was, like, right off the cuff of him doing the whole cameo thing for my brother. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I was, like, pretty convinced that he was going to get me a cameo from someone and someone from Twilight. And my brother Sean was like convinced too I actually don't think that that's happening anymore but I went through the people on cameo who are from Twilight to be like who could it be and it was like Ashley Green no Um, way I think maybe Jackson Rathbone yeah so I was like oh god I'm gonna get a shout out from (laughs) Ashley Green after I've shit on her on the podcast (laughs) oh my god that'd be so cool though that would, that would be cool, but I would feel like a huge asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Are those the only two on there? Let me look up right now. Cause I just like typed in Twilight on Cameo. To see. I hope. Because I don't know if my brother... I don't know if he would know like who else yeah. to get. I think Twilight is like an easy thing he could pick <laughs> Isn't from. stuff like okay, that funny? Twilight gifts like caitlin my sister was messaging me like two days ago like what's your favorite book no she said what are your favorite books and i was like why and she's like just Mm. wondering and then i told her oh yeah and then i mentioned i liked jane austen and she's like what's your favorite jane austen book and i'm like why this seems like it's a present related question it definitely sounds present related she asked me today what your favorite book oh my god (laughs) 
she's up I to feel something. Like, I mean, it's cute. I appreciate it. But, um, Kate, if you're listening, I feel like you should have known. Yeah. At least. <laughs> yeah, that what I told her. I, like, call me by your name, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? What did you say? What do you well, say? What I do said, you say? <laughs> I said that your favorite book is The Secret History. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... That's yeah. one of my. It's either that or call me by your name, or Twilight. Obviously, okay. guys. Like, come Twilight. on. I also said you liked. I thought you liked Anna Karenina, but I wasn't sure. Oh yeah, I do. I do. Okay, and then I also said you liked The Power of Now, which you recently. Yeah, read. I said that too like to her. Yep. Oh my god, Mel, you know me so well. You literally <laughs> yeah. got my fave books. <laughs> oh my gosh, we'd win the Newlywood. Yeah. Game. Although, I feel like I'm not sure what your... Wait, maybe Jane Eyre? Is that one of your favorites? Yeah, I don't don't know if I necessarily have, like, a favorite book. Because I'm so bad. Like, when I read a book, I don't remember it that Mm -hmm. well. What about that, like, Brene Brown book? (laughs) I really love that Mm -hmm. book. Um, I don't know. Think about it. I, like... I'll think about it. I'm just... Oh, I love Catcher in the Rye. That's a good one. I've been kind of, want, kind of um, wanting to reread that. Yeah, me too. I remember thinking it was deep, like, even in high school. Yeah. Um, it's a sad book. Um, okay, but I'm on Cameo. So we have Peter Fascinelli's actually on oh, no. here. Oh, that would be cost- cool. It would be cool, but it costs two hundred and nine ninety nine for a video from him. What? Isn't that crazy? That's too much. And it's nineteen ninety nine to get a DM from him. What? That's insane. <laughs> Isn't it? Wow. I can't even believe <laughs> this. So it's not worth it. Yeah. I know. It actually is a quite a good career for like actors and stuff on the side, especially during uh COVID yeah. and stuff. Like they get paid so much money for a three-minute video. 20 bucks to send a DM. And then Ashley Green is on here, and she's $69.99 for a video, so a little bit more affordable. Mm-hmm. And she's $2.99 for a DM, which I think that is super reasonable. Yeah. Gee, imagine being a celebrity. That's just crazy. I know. Okay, um... <laughs> Rochelle, how do you say her last name? From she's a first Victoria. Oh, Lefevre. Lefevre. Yeah, she's on here and she's one oh nine ninety nine for a video. So she's actually more expensive than Ashley Green, but she's been in a lot of other stuff too. Mm. And again, she's two ninety nine for a DM, which is I think that's completely reasonable. Mm-hmm. And then we got a uh, how do you say his name? Kiowa, Kiowa Gordon. Um, he plays Embry. Oh. He's $45.99 for a video, which I think that's a lot better. Mm-hmm. And $1.99 for a DM. That must be weird for them to, like, set their price. <laughs> I and know. compare themselves to and others. It's, just, it's like, oh, I'm not as famous. I'm only yeah, $60. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If they're gonna, like, make all these videos... Like, they should get paid for them. I mean, you know, my brother got these videos from all these, like, celebrities who he admires, and they were so sweet. And then it's a little bit less sweet to think, well, they got paid, like, money to do it. Yeah. But they should, because it's, it's, they're doing a ton of videos. It's going to take hours. Mm-hmm. But it is a lot. 
Um, and then Jackson Rathbone's on here for one hundred nine ninety nine and for a video and two ninety nine for a DM. So Bob Peter Fascinelli really charges for those yeah. DMs, doesn't he? Peter he must, Fascinelli. I hope he writes like I hope he writes like a paragraph. <laughs> It's funny, though. You can watch their videos that they recorded for people. No way. That's yeah. weird. And he's wearing, like, the same shirt in the <laughs> I don't know why it's so <laughs> weird to me. I know. <sighs> it is kind of like a joke, I feel, in the industry if an actor, like, ends up on Cameo in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I didn't even know about it until recently. Like, we, I first heard about it just from that Phoebe Bridgers, Tom Felton thing, but I didn't even know it was Cameo. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was truly a natural, just somebody knew him or something or someone asked him. I didn't know it was that. <laughs> yeah. Um, until you told me. I didn't even know it was a thing. But, yeah, I know. Uh it's kind of cool. Oh, Lil- Lily Allen's on what? here. What? No She's way. She's $300. Yeah. What the fuck? A lot of big names, actually. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on here for $600. Oh my Lily Allen? That's actually... Yeah. It's like... Smokey Robinson? The new autograph. Yeah. Smokey Robinson, actually, he just went viral for a cameo because he mispronounced Hanukkah. <laughs> he said Chanuka. Did you hear about no. that? <laughs> Okay, that makes me feel better about, I don't know, things I've said on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it Chanuka. was actually sweet. Like, because you know how there's different ways to write Hanukkah? Mm-hmm. So the person, like, wrote it as a talking point in, like, the CH way. Yeah. And so we said, uh, your mom wants to wish you a happy Chanuka. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but happy Chanuka. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Happy Chanuka. That's <laughs> funny. But yeah, you gotta be careful with these cameos because they could go viral by Jeez. accident. <laughs> That's... There's Snoop Dogg. He's a thousand dollars on Snoop here. Snoop Dogg's on there? What the fuck? Imagine if Kristen yeah. Stewart was on there. Oh my god. I mean, I guess if there's like a big group of people and they all pool their money together for a cameo, it's like not that bad. Mm-hmm. But still, when you think of, like, $1,000 could do a lot more than just a shout-out from a person. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> this episode is ending up much longer than I thought As always. You know, this literally <laughs> always happens. <laughs> like, yeah. before we recorded, we are like, I don't we have much to say. This is going to be yeah. a short one. Well, we did take a bathroom break. True. Which we can cut out. Yeah. <laughs> a minute-long bathroom break. <laughs> I thought this was going to be quick. Okay, should we should we sign off? I guess so. Well, we love All you right. guys. Bye, guys. We got a plane to catch. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. And Merry Christmas if you're listening the week this comes out. Or Happy Holidays if you don't celebrate Christmas. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy Chanuka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we just I you. guess. Yeah, we'll see you guys next year, technically. Oh. 2021. Yeah, this is our last of 2020. Yeah. What a year, huh? Wow. What a year. <laughs> it really was a twilight okay, bye, year. Guys. The, the midnight sun was the highlight of the mm-hmm. year, so. It was. Yep. 
You can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.